Welcome to the CineScare podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe the Ventriloquist Jans. <laughs> and with us, as always, is superfan Mark Piscati. Hello, everybody. It's me. It's me. <laughs> and, and with us, as always, as well, is film critic from JoeBlow.com, James Oster, Mr. Jimmy O. No, I'm Pipes. I hunt your children. Oh, Welcome boy. back, James. That, that's me. That's my that's my pipes impersonation. Pretty shiver good, me huh? timbers. Yeah, shiver when was my the last timbers. Time, when oh, was the last time head. James was on the show? It's got to be over two months. Years. It was like back in aught five. Yeah, yeah it's four. It was two months ago. Two months ago. <laughs> it, it feels like a reunion, guys. I'm so happy. Yeah. Welcome back. So Thanks, guys. It, it has yeah, been a long time. Welcome back from from reviewing these blockbuster hit soon to win Academy Award winning movies like Meg two. <laughs> Can't yeah, wait to hear the Fingers review. crossed. Jason Statham, <laughs> this is your year. <laughs> uh, so Joe, what did you watch recently that was non theme related? Oh, we're getting right into it, huh? Uh, I watched well. they cloned Tyrone on Netflix. Hmm. Uh, have any of you guys watched that yet? No, I haven't even heard of it. No, uh, it I saw the trailer a, for it. Yeah, um, Jamie Foxx is in it, and oh, for the life of me, I can't remember that other gentleman's name. Anyway, I'm gonna riff until I can think about it. This is a straight to Netflix film, and uh, oh, John Boyega is also oh. in it. Um, this is about a rundown type ghetto uh, area in some part of the United States where all of the African Americans are pretty much living like a, what you would consider to be a very stereotypical lifestyle. And lo and behold, one of them catches wind of this plan that they think is being, it's kind of like an invasion of the body snatchers thing where they find out there is this underground society that is sort of conditioning this entire community to eventually become more assimilated and more white. And this is their plan to sort of overthrow that underground um, fraction. So it was actually, it was um, very interesting. It was an interesting take on an old story. You know, it's, it's invasion of the body snatchers for the, you know, the 80th time. Uh, but I liked it. It was enjoyable. It's about two hours long. Could have been a little bit shorter. Interesting spins. I have some difficulty trying to pinpoint the actual like time frame when this is supposed to be happening. Uh, Jamie Foxx plays his pimp, and because of his clothing, I can't tell if it's 1970 or 2023. But anyway, it was enjoyable. And since it's on Netflix for the most part, it's free. So I would recommend watching this one. Uh, the only other things that I got a chance to watch was Malum, which just came out this year, 2023, which is a remake of Last Shift, which I know we've talked about earlier in the show. I unfortunately had really high expectations for this because I loved Last Shift so much. It had a 100 in uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And... I found out the reason he remade this was because he got a studio backing and he got a big paycheck and he got a big budget to make the film the way he wanted. 
And now that I've seen it, I kind of wish he didn't. It's not that Malum wasn't good. I did enjoy it. There were plenty of jump scares, some wonderful graphics. Uh, a woman's head gets blown up right towards the beginning of the film. And I absolutely loved it. I must have watched that scene three or four times before I kept going up the rest of the movie. But it seemed so superficial towards the end. It's kind of like what we were talking about before with Kevin Smith's original ending to Red State, how it's a good thing he never made it because it would have been so convoluted and so difficult to come to fruition. This one, it seems like he leans so hard on these special effects and these graphics that he paid more attention to that than the storyline. I then went back and rewatched Last Shift, and I just think it's a superior film. The acting was better. The original girl that was in Last Shift was far superior than the one that they had for Malum. Um, I thought that the original story, it had a bunch of uh, unclosed uh, concepts. You know, we didn't, it wasn't all wrapped up in a neat little bow. And I was okay with that. I liked that. It kind of kept you guessing. And you got to formulate the backstory of some of these um, myths that were haunting this this poor police woman you got to sort of fill in the blanks on your own whereas this one they really tried to input every last bit of detail into the folklore of what happened at that police station before it closed and that was the part that i didn't like there were some things that i you know was left for your imagination before that i i was really on board with and I don't want you guys to think that I didn't like Malum. It's still got an 81 or an 84, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's still a very good film. Still very much worth your time and or money. But, um, yeah, I just, out of the two, I would watch Last Shift probably a third or fourth time. Yeah, I. Um, it'd be interesting to see what somebody would think who had never seen Last Shift, you know? Because if I had only seen Malum, I would, you know, I wouldn't have had that comparison. And I did prefer, I agree with you. I, I preferred the, uh, lo, lo, um, a little, I guess I'm trying to think of the word, but low key. Um, lo-fi? what's that? Lo-fi. I guess, well, not really lo-fi, but, but the more, uh, just, I guess it was, it was more spare and, and because he had to, he didn't have the budget and, um, sometimes big budget doesn't mean it's going to be better. And sometimes if you don't have enough money to do everything you want to do, kind of like with jaws, the shark's not working. You have to come up with solutions that, that work, that are a little creepier, not seeing the shark all the time, you know? Um, now if they made jaws now, you'd see sharks constantly in that and they'd be CG or whatever. But, um, yeah. but, it, but, well, you know, we could test this theory of yours because I'm guessing Mark hasn't seen it. Well, that's <laughs> I'll true. I'll be yeah. your guinea pig. Well, yeah. So in 2026, when Mark gets around <laughs> to seeing a movie, we told him to see then, then, uh, then yeah, we'll, then we'll, we'll find out. I'll, Mark, I'll, if you could I'll watch, watch it. I'll watch, watch it. Yeah, actually, watch you're, you're going to have to because it's it came out this year, so it, it would be right. maybe one you'd want to consider. But watch Malum yeah. first. Yeah, see what you think. All right, yeah, watch Malum first and then The Last Shift afterwards. Yeah. I'll, I'll do a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, I All mean, right. even that, you know, it's kind of like you know going in that it was made up, made a, made a remake of a, of a movie with a bigger budget. So you kind of have that history in your head, so it's hard to go into it completely cold, but – 
I don't know. If, Bobble if, spoilers. That's why I, I when I gave it a review, uh, when I saw it, I, I was th- I thought the same thing. Like you know, I liked the first one better. I liked the 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 fact that it was mm-hmm. not quite as advanced, and uh, but then I thought, but then I was like, you know, but that's not fair. You know, if I if I if Na- Last Shift had never existed and I just saw this movie, I would have loved it. So, but it's hard in comparison. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. This would have been a good one for that. Um, who made it better? Mm. Right. Scenario. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, I keep I keep thinking of that episode. It's like we could do like five episodes of who did it better. Oh yeah, it's with oh, remakes yeah. and He's whatnot. Do way more than that. There's yeah. so many, yeah. so many. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that one would be ripe for it. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, we could start with Gus Van Zandt, Psycho, and Alfred Hitchcock, Psycho. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had to. I had should to. I just, yeah. Should I just flip a coin to decide who did it better? Or? <laughs> yeah, it's just a copycat. Shot uh, yeah, exactly. Shot. I mean, oh, the yeah. thing is, not Gus Van Zandt made a, a serviceable movie because he fucking stole every shot. He just copied every shot. So it's like, yeah, yeah. that's not a great film, dude. I'm sorry. That's just mm-hmm. not. It was, and Vince Vaughn was terrible. Yeah, well, or, or I didn't do... mind Vince Vaughn in it, actually. I mean, He's I love okay. Anthony Perkins. Uh, I mean, if you compare like Anthony Perkins with Vince, you know, yeah, it's Anthony Perkins. But I thought, you know, Vince Vaughn yeah, actually yeah. held up like a little bit. It. Yeah, I agreed with you, yeah, Jimmy. But, uh, yeah, or you could do Halloween 2, John Carpenter's Halloween 2, and Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Yeah. No, I, I, I would rather do the Halloween and in Rob Zombie's Halloween because Rob Zombie's Halloween is not too bad. It's just that first section of that film is just bad. Actually, just that's bad. I, dude, I'm totally on the upset. I think the first section is the best part. I think the slapdash greatest hits of the first film is not good. The yeah, last I, half I actually I like the first part. Where yeah, me too. You're meeting the family. Much better. I didn't oh, like the kitchen! I didn't, I didn't like. Yeah, that I didn't either. like that at all. Yeah, I hated complete that. Complete Rod Zombie just swearing and you know, blah blah blah. It, it was bad. Plus, kids crying. Yeah. It was too much. Michael Myers oh, with a backstory is. Oh, God, I hate that. Fuck, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> or we could do um, any number of the Friday the Thirteenth movies because they're oh, yeah. pretty much all just a remake of the one before it. Yeah. Not true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but no, they're great. They kind of. <sighs> got lamer and I digest. <laughs> so that's really? all I watched. Oh, uh, Mark, what did you watch that was unrelated to tonight's theme? Um, I rewatched uh, one of Joe's pick um, from an episode. I forgot what it was, but I rewatched Triangle, um, oh. the boat um, film Good where film. it goes back and forth and I, I just saw it and I was just going I really like that movie I think I'm going to watch it again and I watched it and it still holds up it's still great it's a great film um, I watched Blue Velvet again for nice. the upteenth time and I just keep falling in love with this film Excellent. over and over again there's just so many nuances and so many things that you just, you just don't catch I think I've watched it like 10, 11 times or something and you still find something new and still mm-hmm. something like new enjoyable and it's wonderful. Um, I did a little uh, research on uh, a film called When a Stranger Calls in 1979. Uh, huh? Never never seen the film, so I decided to watch it after When a Stranger Calls, and I'll have more of an opinion on that coming up when we talk about it. And then I watched on Shudder. Um, 
a documentary called Shark Exploitation. It's on Shutter. It's 2023. And uh, if you like shark movies and horror movies involving sharks and the history of it, you're you're going to really enjoy it. They really go in depth. It's I think it's over two hours long, and they go from the beginning of film with sharks and from Jaws and Jaws 2 and how things were exploited after Jaws and all the remakes. And they talked about the creature of the Black Lagoon. They brought up Piranha. Sharknado? They have, they have, huh? Sharknado? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sharknado's in it. Um, like They have everything in this. Uh, and uh, they have Joe Dante, you know, talking about it. And uh, it's, it's actually a really fun watch. If you're a huge fan of Jaws and, you know, they bring up Orca. I mean, it. They, they dive into everything, everything. So it's a lot of fun. If you got, you know, an afternoon, I, I would highly recommend uh, seeing it. it. It was a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, yeah, that's what I did. I think that's uh, that was done by one of the big people on it uh, who was probably one of the talking heads on on that documentary was uh, Rebecca McKendry, who – Yes. She's one of the hosts of uh, – of, well, it used to be Shockwaves. Now, now she and Elric Kane do a show called Colors of the Dark, and it's a for for those of you out there looking for another horror movie podcast to to tie you over on the weeks that we're not. Their their episodes seem to come out the opposite of ours. Like they do every two weeks too, and their theirs come out the Friday that we don't have an episode out. So if you're looking for something to fill your time in the weeks that our episodes aren't out. Uh, you should check that out. It's called Colors of the Dark, and and uh, and and they're they always have uh, really good stuff too. So, uh, Jimmy, did you watch anything? I know you. It's been <laughs> it's been a very long time since you've been on here, uh, uh, but maybe give us a a highlight of at least maybe some horror movies that have been that are coming out, or well, I don't know, whatever. What did you watch? I want to hear about Meg too. Yeah, I mean, there. Let's let's stick with sharks. I've seen Meg Two. Um, Meg Two is it's a it's a it's a movie. It's a movie. Uh, it's a movie you there, watched. Yeah, it's a movie I watched. Ben Wheatley is a very good director. I like him a lot, and I, I think he does really interesting films. Um, it's a slight improvement over the original, I guess. That's the best thing I can say because I, I, I the biggest problem I had with the first Meg, it's boring. I was bored. I'm like, this is Jason Statham with a big shark. That should be ridiculous. It should be over the top fun. And I think it was like, I don't know. They went so far with the, whether it's a shark movie about action movie, the same thing here with the new one, it, but it's, it's a little bit better. It's a jump, jumps right into it. Uh, Statham's good. Sharks are okay. It's, it's fine. Like that's, I, I wouldn't rush out to theaters to see it. He's on you a know. jet ski mm. with a samurai sword, and he kicks the shark in the nose. I mean, yeah, isn't that they, going, like, campy? But there are moments, sure, there are fun moments, but as a whole, it's just kind of like, it's fine. It Doesn't Doesn't he literally jump the shark? He does. <laughs> does? He, does. he jumps Wait, little Fonzie shark. action. Oh, God. I, yeah, that's a, I mean, I you know, I've seen a lot of the movies you probably already talked about, like Insidious and, and all that stuff. So I, I've been a little, uh, I've been taking i've been cooking a lot that's what i've been doing <laughs> so not, not as many but i am i am prepping for the next part two of today's subject so whoop, whoop. prepping yeah, for what no, for you joe just for you 
Mm. More, more of this. Oh, great! Yeah, 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 baby. uh, Let's see. Well, Jimmy and I actually are going to, and well, Joe and Mark are producers, but Jimmy and I are going to be making a short film in a couple weeks. Here, it should be coming out. uh, We're shooting for October first, so uh, stay tuned for that little short film called "The Foot of the Bed." Dun, dun, dun. Here, let me, uh, Mark let me get probably some... won't like it because it's got feet in it. Yeah, well, yeah, it will. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it will have my feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mark's going to love it. Yeah, he's going to yeah. love it. Um, oh, so yeah. be on the lookout for that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know Mark walked away. Mark Just picked the t- wrong time to walk away. He sure did. <laughs> So be on, the, be on the lookout. You'll have to wait till Friday. Yeah, you'll have Day to listen to the episode, Mark, since you walked away. <laughs> be on the lookout for that. I know it's very exciting, and we're all excited about what I just announced. Uh, and that'll be coming out October 1st. Powered by Amazing. Riverside Amazing. FM. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, we got sponsored? Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. And Checks are in the mail. also... Uh, I just want to get a little shout out to my sister-in-law's shop, the oblongboxshop.com, and they have their Halloween uh, uh, 2023 line of clothing coming out. So check it out if you're looking for some Halloween-themed clothing. Mark is going to be wearing a sweater that uh, actually isn't going to be in production, but but there's going to be a sweatshirt very similar to that. So... Um, if she's looking to increase Midwest sales, I'm a two XL. Just saying. All right. Yeah. The Midwest. You could be her personal Midwest sales board distribution center. Yeah. Distribution. Sure. Yeah. 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 Does Does she sell like suits, like for guys, or yeah. is it just for like the ladies? No, I mean, there's shirts for guys. There's you know, there's clothing for guys. She doesn't wear. She doesn't. Wear, she doesn't design suits, but she she has shirts and and clothes for guys. Yeah. And t-shirts and that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and she's got a whole line of stuff. Uh, one is Haddonfield Garage. One is Crystal Lake uh, Lifeguard. Or there's going to be a bunch of stuff. Oh, wait. I don't know if I was supposed to announce that or not. I might have to cut that. Damn it. And I'm not doing the editing <laughs> this week. God. <laughs> or I am doing it. Uh, <sighs> All right. Uh, karma. <laughs> just, just, just call her and say, "Hey, hey, is it okay that I say that?" She'll probably say, "Yeah, yeah, it's okay." It's free advertising. What do you expect? That's true. Um, all yeah. right. So this week, no, not that one. Wait, what? Are <laughs> no, you can let that one play. Oh, Powered by Riverside. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. And this I like week, it though. The pick was that of Joe Jans. What? Mr. Joe Jans. And you take it away. You see how I did that sort of DJ lead in? You know? <laughs> you did, but, but I think who's, you gave the wrong who's name. taking it? Where, yeah. where do they need to go? Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Ah. I think this is Jimmy's pick. Ah. Joe Jans, take it away. <laughs> the mood is gone. God damn it! Yeah. I, I Should must, we do a take two? I Let's start no. over. I feel no. like I spent last. And week I am at, also your host, Joe the Ventriloquist <laughs> Jans. I feel like I spent last week at at Mark's <laughs> cabin, so my brain isn't working. All right, pipe. So this week, 
The pick is that of Mr. James Oster. So, Jimmy. The rookie. Tell us about these fabulous picks you made. Oh, my guess, Jimmy, okay. tell us. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, I wanted to explain last two weeks ago, but unfortunately I had to get an MRI on my knee. So now I now I'm going to explain. I I keep hearing about a lot of people talking about movies like, ah, that was my gateway to horror. Scream was my gateway to horror. Uh, the Gate was my gateway to horror. Buffy the Vampire gateway to horror i was thinking about a lot of the people from you know the the the, 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 what did they see and we had tv movies we had like you know in the 70s and 80s and the 90s there were horror tv movies pretty often so i was like why don't we go down that rabbit hole so we can i I mean come on guys no nudity no gore just cheesy bad i will accept in one for one of them yeah made for cable to be fair, but I tried to avoid that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to upset Mark. Didn't want to upset him with a little nudity. Mm. Mark was uh, the biggest fan. When I he got to the film. I know nudity in. I so, did. Oh, this has got nudity in. This is great. I was like, "What the fuck? It, it, there's boobies. There's boobies." <laughs> and I was just like, "Yay!" And I text uh, Sinister Chad and. Then I, I think it was Matt said, yeah, it's a, it's a Showtime uh, TV show. I yeah. was like, oh, fuck. I didn't and it was realize- so weird because it was so random. I mean, we'll get to it, but. Yeah, I didn't we'll realize that either, and I had to look it up. And when the boobs do arrive, it's sort of an ambiguous moment. Like, you're not sure what you're seeing. Like, yeah. it, that woman just walks up to Charles Durning, <laughs> for God's sake. Yeah. and. And I didn't realize that there was going to be nudity. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, what's going I, on here? I, so I, I had to look I it up. Saying. I no. was seeing double. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were. Well, that is not the movie we're starting off with. I know that I know Joe and I know Matt loves this film. We're going to start off with the classic, brilliant, brilliant 1977 TV movie, Curse of the Black Widow. It's about a giant black widow. That's what it's about. I'm not going to go and read the whole. It's a, a stupid detective who's kind of a pussy finding a detective. He kind of sucks. Okay, so it stars Anthony Franciosa. I don't. I can't pronounce his name. Donna Mills, Patty Duke, Patty Duke, Patty yeah. Duke. Oh my God, June Allison. A lot of classics. Directed by Jan, J, Dan Curtis. Okay, guys, I fully realize this movie sucks balls. Fully realize, but I. God damn it, I love this movie. <laughs> I, I was obsessed with sharks as a kid, and I saw this on late night TV one time, and I had a crush on Donna Mills because she's, you know, Donna Mills, she was hot. She still is quite attractive. Um, Which one's Donna Mills? Donna Mills, she was a soap actor, TV actor. back. No, in no, the- what, 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 what character was she? She was uh, Lee. I, uh, Lee. Oh, uh, the, okay. The, the pretty, the hot one. Um I think it was Lee, right? Lee? Yeah. No, yeah, Lee yeah. Lockwood. Lee Lockwood. Uh, I this is the first time I watched this movie in a long time. It's dumb a little. And, but here's the thing though, honestly, I don't know. I just kind of find it weirdly charming. Weirdly charming. It's so goofy and so some of the dialogue it's just so atrocious. And the even though the uh, the effects are kind of terrible. To be fair, that spider looked 
better than some of the CGI we see nowadays, to be honest. Really bad CG. So, I don't know. I kind of like that practical. Yes, it's terrible. I loved it, though. I loved it for a minute. Um, Matt, let's start with you. <laughs> um, I... I, you know, the spider, I agree. There was a couple shots that looked okay, but there was a couple shots that looked horrible, like horrible. Yeah, and, it, and you could fair, tell it was just kind of dangling there and being swung around by somebody with like a, I don't know, a boom or something. Um, the, uh, this, I, well, it's directed by Dan Curtis, who dir- I believe he directed those uh, 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 Night Stalker movies and the Kolchak some of those Kolchak detective uh, movies that, that it, Kolchak was the detective in Night Stalker. And, and so I think he directed some, a lot of those. And so this really, this had the same like sound cues as Night Stalker. It had like a lot of the same, just it's, it, you know, it, it looked to me and, and a lot of the same, uh, lines. It, it felt to me like he had what? written a Kolchak story and they told him, "Yeah, we're not going to do another one of those. Turn it into something else." And and Probably. then he and then he uh, I, and I didn't. I was going to research that to see if it was true, and I didn't. But um, but yeah, this this uh, this was. There were long stretches in this where not a whole lot was going on. Like it was it was real. I thought it was really hard for me to. I found myself on my phone a lot during this, and I <laughs> I, I and I, I hate that because I'm doing this for the show, but. I just really, I struggled. This was a slog for me to get through. Um, I thought the acting was pretty bad. Um, I, I thought, um, let me see. I think I have, I may you. have How forced myself to Duke's performance bad. Oh my God. <laughs> she was brilliant. I may have, uh, no, I didn't take notes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know the reveal at the end, you know, I kind of like, I was very confused. There were a lot of little sidetracks and is it just me or was this a hard movie to follow? Like it felt. Yeah, it was a little bit, it was kind of like, I kept going, wait, no, she, no, wait, wait, no, she, and I, I was like, no, that I would, I don't remember that person being right. the, the, yeah. And, and, and it out of the nowhere, little, it yeah. turned into the sister thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I was yeah, like, you know, where did that the come from? It wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't great, but it's still a great movie though, and right? I, and I kept and I kept thinking, uh, maybe I should rewind this. And I was like, no, there's no point. I, I didn't I don't think I missed anything here. I think they just jumped to a scene that didn't make sense compared to what had come before it. So uh and and it didn't look good either. Like some of these TV movies look okay. And I, I think some of the ones that you had in this look all right. Um mm-hmm. But this one looked bad. I mean, I don't know if it was just the, if they just don't have a good copy of it anymore, and what what we were watching on Tubi is bad. But but it, it, but it didn't look good either. Uh, and I felt like Night Stalker looked way better than this, even though in the second act, or not Night Stalker, yeah, Night Stalker, um, it was grimy and 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 uh, um, kind of you know, grainy the, and everything, but it, but that worked on night stalker and this, it just, it felt like it was, there was something wrong uh, with the, with mm-hmm. the copy, but not one of my favorites. Uh, this was, I think this was probably in the running for my least favorite of, of the batch. Yeah. 
So you're going to watch it again, though? To get uh, no, to... probably never again. <laughs> Good. I'll, I'll make sure you watch it again. Cool. Uh, yeah. Let's jump in. Well, I'm going to go jump in with Joe first. Sorry, Mark, but jumping in with Joe. Speaking of Patty Duke's performance, <laughs> even Patty Duke went on record to say she does not like this movie. <laughs> Oh, she <laughs> did. She cleared. No, she went on record and said, "I didn't like the film. I literally just did it for a paycheck." No, but I do want to point out some other I mean, stellar cast members. Joe, do I mean, you think Max? Do you think anyone in this cast was doing it for anything other than a paycheck? The, uh, well, spreading their artistic wings. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, you know, Sid Caesar. Uh, I'm sure he didn't just do that for a paycheck. That's yeah. so unlike him. Oh, right. The spider um, was good. The spider needed work. <laughs> There's not a lot of big jobs for big black Sid, Sid Caesar coming out, and, and when he popped up, I was just like, holy shit, Sid I, yeah, Caesar? Like, why is Sid Caesar in this like, film? Out of the blue. Yeah. I was thrilled, though, to see Max Gale in in a film. Uh, he played Wojciechowski on Barney Miller. Right. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Wojo. Yeah, I was like... I, yeah, I saw him. Like, oh my god, it's Wojo. That's great. Yeah, yep. and I really did enjoy Flaps, played by Roz Kelly, who's the secretary. Why was that her name? She's a real funny. Spitfire. What she was Flaps? funny, dude. I liked yeah. her. Yeah. Why? Why was yeah. that her it, nickname? Hey, she should. I be, have no idea. Probably because she's flapping her gums. I thought they were gonna. I thought that was gonna be their love interest. <laughs> I thought those two were gonna get together. I I think the sequel probably would have dove into their tour of love affair a little yes. bit more. Yeah. But I mean, thank God if it's not for her, he'd be dead mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. what private, I have this in my nose, what private detective forgets his gun when he, go, he, she had to literally go here. You forgot this brought your gun. Yeah. So that he could go investigate a strange noise. Um, plus I did. I, I thought it was funny. The guy that runs the gymnastics studio, they call him Popeye. I saw him, and my first thought was, shouldn't you be duking it out with Indiana Jones alongside of a propeller plane right now? <laughs> yeah. I knew I, knew I had seen my him somewhere. He was in Jackie Chan's The Big Brawl, uh, which I don't know if you guys have seen that, but yeah, I was a great fan film. of that movie before. Um, I'm not a West Coaster. I've never been to this zoo, this enchanted village, but there was a scene where the – Patty Duke or whoever the lady, the dark shadowy lady is chasing one of her victims. And he ends up running through this, what's called the enchanted garden, I believe, or enchanted village. And then all of a sudden he's surrounded with a bunch of just chain link cages with lions and tigers in it. That that seemed almost impossible that a, a pedestrian could get that close to an animal right? like that. I can't believe that's an actual zoo out there. Plus, it, I know in the Midwest, we like to be a little bit more guarded. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, that's just us. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have no idea what the budget for polyester was in this film, but I bet you they went over it. Through the roof. Because that's, yeah, just wall-to-wall polyester. Yeah. Um, that's, I, I did have a question, too. The mom at the end, wasn't she blind? Hmm. I, uh, I don't think so. I, I thought the mom was blind. I know. No, because I was awful surprised when it was the mother that saw this giant spider behind the daughter. Yeah, I don't no. think she was. Okay. I'll, I was going to say, I'll have to go watch it again, but I don't think I'm going to buy it. Yeah, no. no. Definitely 
you. You should definitely watch again. And I, she mm. may have gone blind because maybe she read the script and she was horrified. Yeah. That's that's quite possible. Well, yeah, it's so. pretty it's pretty bad when there's a major character in a movie and you you're not sure if she was blind or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, she's not in it very much. It's like they yeah, introduced this yeah. mother figure. Like in the last ten minutes of the film, right. oh well, we got to wrap it up here somewhere. Yeah. So here, she has uh, a yeah. mom. <laughs> Let's get her out <laughs> and and a sister. Yeah. Right. And I did think the 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 very ending the uh, with the girl coming out of the ocean in the swimsuit. Boy, that's the cherry on the top right there. Mm-hmm. The, the the black widow uh, birth mark. mark. Yeah, birthmark yeah. black yeah, widow. But, oh, the little girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never yeah, saw cherry, that coming. Cherry on the top. Oh, right yeah. there. Never so, saw that coming. Uh, yeah, gee. So yeah. So uh yeah, I give it a ten out of ten. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. You're welcome. Nice. You're welcome. Uh, uh, okay, so let's move on to the next oh wait, Mark. Hi. Now, Mark I'm excited about. So I was saving you for last. Yeah, yeah. So I love this movie. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I loved it. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna see the film again. I'm not. What? I'm Mark. not no, Mark. no, no. It was no. it was a it was a great one timer, you know. It, no, it was Mark, a great. We're watching it, was, it together. We're watching no, it together again. It was a great one night stand, no, you know. No. It was trashy. She was dirty, you know. The film was uh, grimy. I get. I got to see Patty Duke in a black lingerie. I felt guilty about it because she just had Sean, Sean Aston probably recently, and I was just thinking, you know, Sam White. We uh, could do a commentary episode. Yeah. Ooh, we um, I agree with you, uh, Joe. Uh, this would have been, or it, it was either Joe or Matt that said this, you know, like this would have been like a great uh, detective series that, you know, it was like a one-off, you know, and they just said, hey, let's make this into a horror film. Um, and I wrote down, my first note was, uh, this would have been a great movie of the month or have two or three movies a year, uh, a series with the private invest- investigator Mark with his secretary, and talking about thermostat wars and, and you know, how the heat's all, you know, jacked up, you know. And, and I just thought that two, those two had a little dynamic, you know, fun little thing going on. Um, I, I love the music um, that kept on, like, repeating itself. Um, I God, I wish I could remember. It was like, da, 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 something like that. It, it, and they kept on using the same one. And I, I, I was just going along with it. It was, it was great. Um, the secretary was uh, wonderful. Um, I do had a pro- I had a problem with the voiceover of that girl at the beginning. It seemed like the voice was not it was too young in from what the little girl's uh, age was. I mean, she looked like she was 14, 15 years old and it sounded like an eight year old. And it just didn't match up. I didn't understand why mm. they had to dub over her uh, her uh, voice. Mm. Um, the the dancing in the nightclub was just perfect. Um, and uh, when um, I, I was hoping, I was hoping when the private investigator Mark falls through the floor and it's covered by tarantulas, I was saying, "Oh, please, you know, please, 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 let him get bit." And then he has powers of a tarantula, and then he turns into a giant tarantula and fights a giant black widow. That would have been amazing, but of course, the budget would have been blown up. And I was just hoping that was going to happen. I would have watched that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark, yeah. Mark yeah. pitched that we could do. It's a remake. Mm-hmm. We could yeah. this, this thing could be remade. This thing should be remade. Because they could do foot of the bed, really with foot of the bed part two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, it, 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 
just I, the investigator, Mark, I mean, Vic Morrow's in it. And I was so excited when I first saw him, Vic Morrow, who passed away tragically in the Twilight Zone movie. When I saw his face, I'm going, oh, my God, Vic Morrow. Yes, I love, you know, watching him on screen. There's something about him. He's, he just gets my juices going. And he didn't really have much to, you know, do in this film. But thank God this actor Bumper. who played who played uh, the the investigator, uh, Mark, what a sleazeball. What a piece of shit. He was so much fun to watch. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the the actor who was in uh, Barney's Miller, you know, he was like the detective, like, uh, doctor or something. He always had, a, like, a weird grin on his face. He couldn't stop smiling. I don't know what what uh, what choice of acting he did with that or if the director says, yeah, just be smiling like you always know what's happening. But I, I love this movie. It was fun. No, I'm never going to see this again. No, never. Yes, but will. It was a great, it was just a great one-off. It's like I saw it, I enjoyed it, I'm happy with it. I don't have to see this movie again, no, no, no. But I had fun. It, it was it was a great introduction of just getting back, you know, with Jimmy's picks. And, you know, it's, I I enjoyed a lot of these films that Jimmy uh, picked, so. Yay, yay. I'm, I'm seeing the cool. Curse of the Black Widow t-shirt in your future. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, my God, that poster is, that, the TV ad, oh, amazing. Uh, that is actually pretty neat. I do. Yeah. It's cool. it well Come designed, it's, yeah. It's better than the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Well. I kind of I, I would go for the initiation of Sarah uh, uh, um, t-shirt. Because that's not a good doing that next, though. No, oh, no, okay. no. I'm just saying. We're not, we're not doing that next because did you guys know that we'd be doing a Wes Craven movie? No, you did not. So, of course, Summer of Fear came out in 1978, starred freaking Linda Blair, and of course, everyone's favorite horror actress, Fran Drescher. Um, teenage girl's life is turned upside down after her cousin moves into the house, and as time goes by, she begins to expect suspect she may be a witch. Uh, this uh, this film is yes a Wes Craven TV movie. They're like, oh, this guy's good. He can do a let's give him a TV budget. Let's give him a movie. You have Linda Blair. You have Lee Purcell. You have Jeremy Slate. You have Jeff McCracken. Jeff McCracken. I love that name. You have Jeff Jeff Exactly. Uh, McDonald Carey, who was like a soap actor. Matt, come on. That's a rim shot. Thank you. <laughs> You're not Fran Drescher, guys. Yeah. Fran Drescher. Did you, okay, so I, I kind of dug this flick. I, I, I remembered it kind of well. I remembered Linda Blair's hair. That's a lot of hair she had going on. It's everywhere. That's big hair. Uh, I, I had a good time with this one, but you know what? I, I, I like the, I, you could see that there was a little Wes Craven there. The guy's a good director. He, he, there was some stuff in here that kind of worked with a very, very, very limited budget. Um, I enjoyed it. It was fun to see Fran Drescher. I'm just going to talk about Fran Drescher for the rest of the show. That's Fran Drescher, yeah, Fran Drescher, Fran Drescher. It was her Mark. acting debut. Yes, yeah. it was. Yes. Mark, let's start with you. Um, yeah, so this film uh, was the first time uh, Wes Craven really had a budget. Uh, this was the first time he ever uh, used a uh, uh, 35 uh, millimeter uh, camera. First time uh, using a dolly. Um, this was a huge opportunity for him. 
to hone his uh, craft. So with that knowledge before seeing this film, I feel like I had an advantage of enjoying this film more than perhaps some of you guys. Um, That being said, this film is is like a holy shit slog fest. Um, It just goes and goes and goes. I think the pacing is like completely off on this. Um, It would have been a lot cooler if that doctor shot the horse in the head instead of just prick it with a needle. Um, Oh, how dare you? Can we, since you brought it up, can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, yeah. I I went back and rewatched that scene. That horse, Sundance, the angry horse, breaks his leg. And that doctor, two seconds later, (laughs) already has a needle in his hand to euthanize this horse. And I have this in my notes. I'm like, hang on a minute. It's like the doctor got up this morning and he was angry about something. I'm going to kill a damn horse today. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, like it's he like was episode, waiting for it. It's like that epi- re- the this week's episode of What We Do in the Shadows. Did, have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. Oh, not this week. Yeah, they have a, a, a vet. Basically for familiar for familiars familiars <laughs> and and the vet and the guy who's the vet just wants to put them all down. Oh no no this guy's got a cold. We should, That's exactly right. We should just euthanize him. <laughs> it's, 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 Joe, I do think that they kind. I, I I don't know for sure. I could be wrong on this, but that I think that is like once a horse breaks something, they're like, okay, well yeah, yeah. oh it is. But oh, usually yeah. you get like two seconds to think it over. Well he or, was talk about it or weigh options is like secretly it's like you know i really think we should euthanize this horse and he's already got the needle in the jugular that's why that's why i thought it would have been funnier if he just walks up legs broken just shoot it in the head just just end it should have shot it first and then said leg was broken well i mean i mean just that little needle i mean come on that's not gonna kill the horse i mean it it, it was was probably drinking out of it earlier just huge, just like just it was just little tiny needle. It's like it didn't have enough serum to kill a horse. He I, reminded didn't... me of the doctor from the Cannonball Run movie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the same character. They just yeah, it was the same. Right. Um, so I'm sorry, Mark. Please no, proceed. No, no. Um, okay, so uh, so Tommy, the brother that uh, who who played uh, um, Clark in the original Superman, uh, the young Super uh, Clark Kent. Okay, Wait, Peter. Oh, Peter, Peter. Was he a brother? Because yeah. I missed it. He was the brother. So yeah. he's trying yeah, he to. The guitarist, with, right? The, yeah, the guitarist. Yeah. So he's trying to get with his cousin, mm-hmm. like sexually. That's mm-hmm. a thing. For yeah. Peter, it is. Yeah, for him. For them, yeah. They were into it, man. I was. And, but once these women hear Peter's bluegrass guitar yeah it's hard to resist you know which we never get to hear thankfully or else i would have fallen for the guy dare knock bluegrass i love bluegrass (laughs) i wanted to hear his playing so badly i would that's one of my notes is when in the hell are we going to hear peter play guitar (laughs) it never happens Mm -mm. dream about it um uh, and uh the one thing that i really had a problem was was what was the motive for the witch Julia in inhabiting this home. What was the motive of her even going yeah, there? Yeah. What's the motive? Mm-hmm. To, to steal? Like no, no. To steal 
an ordinary husband that's not even really that good looking and still a boyfriend. Those, I mean, she wasn't, she's not trying to, you know, take over the world or, you know, some titanic, you know, bring her master down or something, a witch, witch's coven. It was just stealing a husband and a boyfriend. That's all she did. Well, she was pretty. She was TV movie, dude. Yes, that's exactly all she did. <laughs> what she needs? What she needs a fucking home to live. I mean, she's a witch. You, you could get a home. She was a. She was pretty flirty with the dad too. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she, yeah, the dad was worse than freaking Michael Douglas in Fatal Attraction. No, absolutely not. It well, yeah, absolutely, actually, oh, yeah, God yeah, sake. because well, you know, because, you're right. No, well, no, 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 no. I mean, Michael Douglas was way worse. Sorry. No, no, no. Well, I mean, the, the, the dad was. I know the dad. Stay the dad. It, it was a love potion or something that she she put a love spell on the dad. Obviously, and she put a love spell on the, on the cowboy. You know the boyfriend. So obviously, you know that's what happened. She was hot but, though. I mean, let's be real. She was hot. Oh yeah, I'd take her over Linda Blair any day. Oh, especially um, when they made her up. <laughs> her her oh, new it, dude oh, it was horrible. <laughs> She looked the way trajectory hairdo is <laughs> terrible. Oh, yeah. it's awful. The the pink the pink dress when Linda Blair comes out in the pink dress it was absolutely horrendous and at least yeah. the dad was like terrible. yeah maybe you could try again or something that yeah. looks horrible. But do they yeah, take yeah. returns? I think he says something <laughs> like that. I think yeah. Going, I made this myself, Dad. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it would, uh, Fran Drescher, um, really weird. Uh, she had that annoying, you know, point, you know, like that New York accent and, uh, in some parts, but when she was on the phone in the hospital, she didn't have a New York accent. She wasn't so, bad, though. She wasn't bad. I mean, it was no, a no, no, she was fine, but it's, yeah. here's the question. Is Fran Drescher's accent fake or real? It's real. That's it's how real. she talks. I mean, it's, it's, she can, she can uh, kind of. She plays you know, it like, up, but yeah. She, she plays it up, yeah, for sure. Jeez. For the nanny, yeah. she totally played it up, yeah. 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 When you hear her talk, like right now, she's obviously a big part of the the, the, oh, the sag. Yeah. yeah. And she's amazing. So, like, I, I'm, I, you, she's a very smart lady. Very smart lady. I, I got a lot of respect for that woman. I was, I was so happy to see her in the movie. I was like, oh, yay, cool. Yeah, yeah. She's smoking hot. Oh, um, thank but, you. I, 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 no, Fran Drescher, James. Um, oh. But anyways, um, it, it was kind of a slog fest. The pacing was all over the place. Nothing really happens until the last 15 minutes. And then uh, when they were fighting, uh, why was there a body double for Linda Blair? It was so obvious. Yeah. And it's not like they were really doing anything like crazy that Linda Blair couldn't do. I mean, they're just... Mm -hmm tussling back and forth so it took me out of it but the only like good shot that actually kind of reminded me of Wes Craven was when she was locked in the photography room and she just twirls around and just blows the door open that was a good shot that Where's was like going? that was like oh you know kind of cool you know mm -hmm. hey there, there's Wes but that's the only time I saw Wes Lord Belt Wes yeah. but other than that yeah I mean it was it was it was a one-timer it was oh, a yeah. bad it, it was a bad one-nighter. <laughs> um, Matt, let's jump in with you. Uh, yeah, th this one was, you know, not not great. Um, I thought Linda Blair, uh, it's, it was just such an odd movie. And, and yeah, right? and, yeah, and I, I thought, I agree, 
Mark hit it on the head when he said that there's no motive for the girl and there isn't, you don't see like, it's not like she's getting something from them, you know, like, like a soul kind of thing or blood or anything. And, uh, I'm not even sure what she was, you know, cause she was, it was almost like she looked like a vampire at the end, but she's not really a vampire. And cause her, you know, her eyes and all that and the big, <laughs> that huge car chase, um, she was Tawny Contain in uh, Witchboard. Yeah, basically. And and uh, so I, I wasn't quite sure. And then, you know, like the scene where the horse is going crazy, I was expecting the horse was going crazy because they were walking up toward it. But no, the horse came from like behind the house off someplace. I'm like, why did it? And then it doesn't. And then no horses go crazy around that woman ever again. Well, she cursed the horse, though. She did a spell to the horse to make it attack. Right, her. but why why didn't that ever happen again? Like cuz I think they were around the horse later when the with the race or or with the uh thing, right? Well, and it didn't happen then. The curse, the curse doesn't last longer cuz her little face oh, issue cleared up. Uh, cuz it's like it doesn't yeah. It, well, come on. That, yeah. You know you're mad. With that thing she found, anyways, like that wasn't shaped as a horse. What the fuck was that with the horse hair on it? It looked like a fucking dildo. Yeah, I have that in my notes. That's the hairiest dildo I've ever seen in a woman's underwear before in my life. <laughs> I'm glad I'm the only one. That was a note I had. <laughs> yeah, she pulled that out of a gray bag, and I'm like, oh my God, what God. did she just find? Exactly. It's just fucking yeah. disgusting. That's yeah. hot. And it's... then I did research, and it was going, oh, or, or no, she says, oh, the wax uh, horse. Yeah. I didn't look anything like a fucking that horse. Not, yeah, that's not terrible. Look like a yeah. fucking dragon's tooth, like this pale. Oh my slimy. god, guys! It's a horse's dildo. Oh, oh god, James. Yeah, no, that out. makes more sense. Mm. Yeah, uh, but now I uh, this is another one. I some hairy horse schlong. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard to tell that this was done by by Wes Craven, and it 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 seemed like like an old Lifetime movie, maybe like if yeah. Lifetime was around in the seventies, that would have made movies like this probably. Um, yeah. Just not great. Uh, that one boyfriend was tall as hell. Like he came walking in. I'm like, Whoa, who's the giant, especially compared to Linda Blair. Who's like four foot nothing. Right. Yeah. No, it, it was... can happen. It, it can happen. You could have sex. Yeah. Well, Thanks, I, Mark. I, I'm not questioning whether they could have sex. It just looked funny. Oh, uh, no, he's giving permission. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Uh, what, Joe? Joe, why don't you take it? You've already kind of stepped uh, in, but so, finish, finish Sorry, it's just hard to resist with such a wonderful film. Or, I Matt, know, if you're, you're, you're not good. done. Yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done. You you froze oh, okay. you froze on I, me there for a second, so I didn't I didn't hear oh, you okay. at all. No, that was just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's thinking of that horse still, though. So I mean, yeah, yeah, it it takes my breath away. Um, <laughs> I can't believe we all three of you have talked and nobody has mentioned the fact that you can't photograph a witch. <laughs> that was the biggest dumb plot hole I've ever seen in my life. I have never heard. And I even, it got to the point that I even Googled it after this movie. I'm like, is this some sort of folklore about witches yeah. that I just didn't know that you can't photograph them? Nope. Not at all. Just for this film. So I thought, and what a coincidence that her mom is a professional photographer. <laughs> what a plot twist. Yeah. Thank um, God. Yeah. I, Matt, I got to say that there was a scene that I just, I was about ready to just pick up the phone and call you and say, oh my God, did you just hear that? 
the scene when the guy across the street, the doctor, when he had a heart attack and he's laying on the ground, uh, I, I actually rewound this and typed it all up. Uh, somebody said, it's his heart. We better call an ambulance. An ambulance? What is it? And I, I, I just have in parentheses, insert airplane joke here. Because the answer should have been, it's a, it's a white vehicle with red sirens. Oh, yeah. I missed it. Wait, wait, wait. There we go. No, I think by now that would be the slide. Yeah, we missed it. But Joe, but Joe, what about the mailman? What about the mailman? The mailman was my favorite character. Yes, the mailman (laughs) was my favorite character. This black guy just walks up in a mailman suit and hands somebody (laughs) the mail and says, Yeah, he was a real nice guy. Walks away. (laughs) Never see from the guy again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was my note is the mailman had such an important role in this film. I hope we see him again. That was amazing. Uh, I'm so yeah, glad I, you guys loved it. I um, I agree with Matt. I, I I found it hard to believe that this is Wes Craven. There's a lot of really bad ADR in that fight scene at the end, and of course, there's the the car chase, which culminates in yet another woman that can't drive. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> yeah, I my final oh, note boy. on this whole bumper thing that was, one bumper that one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's again, it's what you guys said. It's why does she do this? What's her motivation? So, uh, again, a perfect 10. Yay. <laughs> oh, oh, Lois Duncan, who wrote this also wrote, uh, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. She was, she wrote a lot of these types of yeah. stories. Oh, yeah. So. She got better. She got better. <laughs> All right, guys. So I'm Joe. So I'm doing it by year. Um, so the next one is in my opinion, probably the best of the, Blade TV Friday Night Movie of the Week type things. This one is called The Initiation of Sarah. It stars Kay Lenz, Shelley Winters, Tony Bill, uh, Catherine Grant, Morgan Fairchild, and Brit- Morgan Brittany, who is quite lovely, and Robert Hayes, speaking of airplane. So um, this is, you know, an uh, un- unpopular girl and her sister one of the unpopular girls adopted they go to this college and the mom's kind of a bitch wants the the old the the, her daughter to go to this highfalutin whatever sorority which sororities are stupid um sometimes and uh she of course they make fun of the sister so there's all sorts of ah it's so sad but i actually kind of like this film uh legitimately i think there's mostly i think because of kaylin's performance she's good in this there's a guy, there's a kind of a care. This is Carrie light, very much Carrie light. And, and there's stuff that's so over the top, like Shelly Winters is woo, but there's stuff in here that it's a pretty decent. I, I, I think it's the best of these three, the, the first three we're reviewing by far, by far. So, uh, Joe. What I did some research. I, I have not seen this. I may or may not look into it, but I had no idea this was remade in 2006. It was. Yes. You saw that. Also starring uh, Morgan Fairchild. And uh, Jennifer Tilly is apparently in that one as well. Hmm. Treasure. She's a treasure. And speaking of Morgan Fairchild, she was 28 when this was released. Just out of college. (laughs) <laughs> oh, and by the way, did you, we all noticed her character name, right? Who knew Jennifer Lawrence was around? Jennifer back Lawrence, back? yeah, I love Jennifer Lawrence in this. Film. Jennifer Lawrence was great in this. That was her full name. That was her full name, dude. Yeah, I didn't yeah. catch that. 
<laughs> she's like, oh, you guys, you've got to meet Jennifer Lawrence. Well, like, yeah, right. of course. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Sure. Where do I, I sign? I didn't pick that up. <laughs> I I do agree completely. I did feel most of the time that I was watching Carrie, mm-hmm. and uh, especially even to the point with the actor's name is Michael Talbot, played a character named Freddie in this film and played a character named Freddie in Carrie. So it very wow. much was it very much yeah. was the television movie version of Carrie. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I I did appreciate Robert Hayes in this film, um, especially right. him lifting weights, bench pressing in the middle of a gym. <laughs> Just him and Morgan Fairchild seemed a little weird. <laughs> um I do agree Shelly Winters was way over the top, especially towards the end of the film mm-hmm. when she's getting all of her powers conjured up it seemed like she was searching for the next line uh on occasion she probably was and probably i i'm I sure know, she I mailed this one char- in. yeah when uh when alberta or mouse i think was the character's name mm-hmm. when wow. she gets hit by that car and then all the girls start to rally around her i just kept thinking wow she should have got hit by a car years ago because it just worked wonders for the the morale of that sorority Mm-hmm. Um, I did think Kay Lenz was was really good in this. Yeah. Uh, her sister, was it Morgan Brittany? Yeah. 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 Patty. Um, she was good too. Uh, I, I will say, out of all the movies that we just watched, I did kind of like this one. It wasn't too bad. Cool. Um, I, like I said, it wasn't the most original thing I've seen, but I did like it. And it was nice. Um, it was pretty original back then. <laughs> well, kind of not Yeah. Really. I, I, I from Carrie. just to stress the whole, you know, it's made for TV thing. There's the scene where Kay Lenz uh, thinks she's going out for a hot date or something. And she's standing outside and the other sorority just pulls up and they start pelting her with mud and eggs. Why not just turn around and go back inside? Mm-hmm. I mean, she just stood there and got pelted for a good five, 10 minutes. Well, you know what, though? I will say just really quickly, a lot of times people who are bullied and in fear, that is a reaction. It's like you you lose that firefly. Under shock paralysis. Shock. And it, it is a shocking yeah. thing. It, it, so it could happen. I disagree yeah. with yeah. that. That that no, was a carry moment. That was a carry moment. It was a carry moment. Yeah. But whether it would happen in that moment or not, that's a question. Who knows? Yeah. I would have thought the fight or flight kick in, but. Yeah, yeah, I would. No, it, it, it was a carry it's moment. It, it was. Everybody. It was the bucket of blood. For sure. You know. Yeah. Totally. But, yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well. So, yeah, that's yeah. about all I had. Not bad. Cool, uh, Joe. Let's uh, not. Sorry. Okay, I'll go again. March. So Morgan Fairchild <laughs> was twenty-eight when she took this role. Twenty-eight, really, yeah. Joe? Yeah, yeah. Twenty-eight. She, she looks great. What's up I with her nose? So I never noticed Morgan right. Fairchild's nose. Do you know what her character's so name was? Was Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, Jennifer. Lo- I didn't pick that up. Yep. <laughs> All right, I'm going Mark, back on What mute. did you think of of this film? I, yeah, this this was a fun watch for me. Um, obviously, a Carrie knockoff, but that's fine. It's fine. We we all knew it was right when we found out about the telekinesis and, you know, the time this came out in 1978. It's a Carrie knockoff. TV's going to do it. It's a cash grab. Of course they're going to do it. Yeah. Um, if you just accept it for what it is, you want a little bit more Carrie back in the day, I mean, I'm sure, you know, you're going to enjoy this. So yeah. uh, it, that was fine. 
you know, in it's seventies TV movie, you know, fun. It's, it's the music leading up to the commercials. You could, you can hear the music leading up to the commercials and it cuts off and that's fun. You, mm-hmm. you don't get that, you know, anymore, you know, no. nobody watches TV movies. It's all streaming. It's all no commercials and whatnot. So like hearing that happening, I, that was enjoyable for me. It was taking me back. Um, but look, this is all about Shelley Winters for me. My first introduction with her was actually as a guest star on uh, the Roseanne episodes. I had really no idea who she was because, I mean, she was older and whatnot. And I had seen the Poseidon adventure, but I never really uh, connected it. But then I did. I was like, holy shit, that's the movie star Shelley Winters, you know, from Lolita, which is phenomenal. She's phenomenal in that movie. Um, So it was sad for me watching her in this with her delivering the script that she had, the lines that she had, you know, it's like, you know, embrace the evil. And then she has to say it again, embrace the evil. It's like, she was grabbing for these lines. She was trying her best. I think just with her, cause she was so beautiful back in the day. She was just gorgeous. And I think with her at that age, She's on a TV show. She's with all these beautiful women around her, like the cast. I think that kind of had something like impactful with her, you know, and why she wasn't really that great, you know, with her acting. I I think she was just like paycheck, you know, and I don't know. It it just seemed, but it kind of fit the characters, you know, like, hey, look, this is the picture of me back in the day. And look how, oh, you're beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, It it, kind of, for me, I, I kind of felt like, you know, Shelly was, was really experiencing her character with how she was back in the sorority and how she was back in real life, you know, as this famous, beautiful, you know, movie star. And so it was kind of sad to watch, and you know, with, with all of that. Um, but uh, the writing and the script was okay. This, I think this was pretty much the best writing you know, throughout all of the films. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I love watching these films with the TV retro, you know, scope. You know, it's not all drawn out. It's just it's just nice. It's just a nice callback. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Matt? Yeah, I agree with the others. I think this was probably my favorite of the three or of the five. Um, you know, I the uh, it had a pretty good cast. Uh, I was never a huge uh, Morgan. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Morgan, Morgan, Morgan Fairchild. Morgan Fairchild um, fan, um, but you know she's it, she's fine in this. I thought she looked a little, even though she's only twenty eight, she still looked a little old to be a. Uh, I thought a sorority girl and the others. I don't know. I guess they all they all seemed a little old. I guess that's not unusual. Kay Lenz, I thought is great. Uh, I wish that she'd done more. She she won, I think uh, she won a, a Golden Globe and she's won a couple Emmys, I believe. She she yeah. she did well in the seventies. Yeah, uh, Bill, actress. Uh, it also stars Tony Bill as the professor, who as I think it's her professor. Yeah, her professor, and he directed uh, one of my favorite movies from back in the early eighties, um, My Bodyguard. He was actually a big director. He directed a lot of movies, but the biggest one, I think, uh, the most well-known was My Bodyguard. And I loved that movie. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. It was a really, really... 
What's... He directed it? Yeah. The professor? Yeah. The assistant professor, whatever? Yep. Yeah. Bodyguard's awesome. Yeah, my no, bodyguard. In the movie my bodyguard. My bodyguard. My body, yeah, my bodyguard with Matt Dillon, right? Right. Yeah. I saw that in the theater. Uh, it was awesome movie. It did? Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I loved that movie. I, and I just saw it. I saw it uh, just a few years ago again for the first time in, in probably since I was young and uh, it holds up. It really holds up. It looks great. And it's, it's such a, it's a really good coming of age film. I, I loved it anyway. Um, so, you know, he was a good actor too. Uh, you got B- Morgan Brittany who, you know, before she became a nut job political analyst and uh, um she 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 almost looked like she could be a sister of Morgan Fairchild. Like they, there were yeah. moments I I saw she had like a very similar look to her. Um, yeah, that hair, man. Yeah, Robert Hayes. Yeah. Um, it was funny to see him and just pop up a couple times in the in it. You know, uh, Shelley Winters, of course. Um, so I I thought this was pretty good overall. I thought the um, uh, I, I liked the idea that they, they go to visit the one sorority and it's all these beautiful and it's girls and it's like a party scene or whatever. And they go to the other sorority and it's all a bunch of girls who are just like Kaylin's, you know, basically they're very low key and they're all kind of like, hi, you want to come to our sorority? You know, um, <laughs> it was, it, it had a creepy vibe to it, but she was like, Oh, I like this. And, Morgan, Morgan Brittany's like, oh my god, get out! Let's get out of here. But um, uh, it, it this one was kind of fun. I I did enjoy it. So nice, nice. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Well, and, and actually, I'll, I'll say this because I had I was out of town from the day after we filmed or recorded the last episode until just this last Tuesday and then work started again. So I really was behind. So I had to watch two movies yesterday and, and it got late for this one. This was the last one that I watched and I was thinking, Oh my God, I'm going to have to like skim through some of this, you know, it it probably, and, and I got into it and I didn't, you know, I was like, so I was like, no, I actually kind of want to watch this. So, um, even though I, I guess I stayed up a little too late, but that's all right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we we had a decent time with that one. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, let's jump into the next one now. This one is I actually love this film, and it's it's a bit of a cult classic. Uh, it's a very interesting film called Ghost Watch. It came out in, I believe, 1992. It's a TV movie from the BBC about. It's done as a show, as a live presentation of the uh, haunted house, and they have a presenter played by I believe his name is Michael Parkinson. They have a reporter. They have all these people interviewing this family. It's, it's similar to uh, The Conjuring 2. Think of if there were a TV TV channel was at The Conjuring 2, it would be this movie. I, now, what I really liked about it is that it, it they really stick to the, what they're trying to do. They really – it is it is they never go to – it's a movie. It's always, no, this is a live TV show. This is – like a, a you know a, a current affair or something like that. It, I just thought it was an interesting presentation. It's a little dull now if you watch it now, but there's I don't know, man. I, I pipes was creepy. The the the, the family I kind of gave a shit about. 
I like the characters. I like this movie a lot, actually. Um, I'm going to start with uh, who looks more disappointed. Um, let's start with um, let's go back to Matt. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is the second time I watched it. I j- actually just watched it cause I, um, uh, I was considering this one for another pick <laughs> and I, and I, and so, but I was like, I can't pick a, a found footage that isn't actually good because Joe's going to like kill me. And, uh, cause I think I just picked, I just done a pick that, that, um, he was upset about or something. And so I was like, let me watch it first. And then I was like, Oh no, I can't, I can't pick this one. (laughs) Um, I found that I was disappointed because I did read a lot of really good reviews of this. So I was kind of pumped about it and, and, and it's got a good rating on rotten tomatoes and and everything, but I just, I couldn't get into it. And, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I thought that the, it, these kind of things are where it's a war of the worlds sort of situation uh, are interesting, but they, it's really hard to do them well. And it's hard to do, I don't know why, but it's really hard to do news people naturally, you know, to, be, to have people acting like they're actually news people uh, and have it seem believable. And I, I just didn't believe the news people. It felt, it felt actory. Not. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, that's totally fair. That's uh, that's totally. Fair. And every time they went back to the studio, I thought the movie just like, you know, d- just just took a dip. Um, I I liked some of the stuff in the house. I wish more had happened, but of course this is early days, found footage ish kind of thing. Uh, but I wish there was more going on. I wish that there had been a bigger reveal at the end, and not just you know the mayhem that happened or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, it wasn't. This one wasn't for me, and and I, I wish that it was because I am a found footage fan. I love ghost stuff. I love I- investigation, ghost stuff. You know, it's got on paper. It should be all the kind of stuff I would love. It's British. It should be everything. It should be everything Matt loves. Yeah, it, it should. Like, it, and I just it, couldn't do it. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I couldn't it's, get into it's it. Okay. Yeah, no, lot, it's, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. yeah. Like, it's one of those that's I, I when I first saw it, I was like, I was surprised I liked it because I, I didn't really think I've seen it a few times. I, I just have a good time with it. Mm-hmm. But, Joe, I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I, knew you, I, I had to. Jesus <laughs> ah, Christ, here we go. Pass. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it's again, it's like what Matt said. It just it wasn't for me. You know, my first notice. Oh, good. Finally, real proof that ghosts exists. But that's just the sarcasm in me. I do enjoy uh, Craig Charles, uh, who was one of the interviewers. He was the one wearing the really cool Chicago Bears coat. Oh, he used yeah. to be in a show called Red he Dwarf. Was in a show called Red Dwarf that I used to watch all the yep. time. I like him. Um, I, I think part of what bothers me the most about this is I don't want to hear a ghost story. I want to see a ghost story. And all the real interesting things that go on in this film happen off camera. Mm. So I'm just right. watching really bad actors trying to act like they're doing this, like they're news reporters with the bad arguments between the American doctor and the British doctor. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it seems so unbelievable. I felt like I was watching Geraldo opening up 
Jimmy Hoffa's vault. Oh, good analogy there. While while a public television telethon is going on. Yeah. And who the hell's calling in to this show? I mean, I, I did all the research. I Okay. I, when when they did air this, people were really calling in. It was very popular. And yeah, yeah. they were, yeah, I guess this was like the Seriously. War of the Worlds thing for Britain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they suckered them good with this one. Mm-hmm. And there were so many kids that this made an impression on. And like you had said, this is their introduction to horror. A lot of these kids. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so I guess for them, you know, great. For me, nah, not my thing. That's um, really fair, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I also didn't care for the looping video footage trick at the end. That was oh, very yeah. original, but yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was Geraldo's Geraldo's vault. Great so analogy. You guys liked yeah, it. I'm was so a, glad you were a, a fan. Saw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, what did you think? Yeah, holy shit. A 1992 uh, found footage film. I wasn't expecting it. Um, so when I saw this, I'm going, holy shit, found footage. Matt's going to love this. Oh, it's got ghosts. Matt's going to love this. It's got it's got everything that Matt encompasses. It's what he really enjoys. I'm like, Matt's going to be over the roof on this. A little surprised, but maybe not too surprised after Matt's, uh, you know, his review on it. Um, I was thinking Joe's going to fucking hate this film. Um, but uh, it, it was an interesting pick. Um I didn't. I didn't mind watching the film so much. I thought it was for 1992. Um, it was, you know, interesting. It was a mm-hmm. TV show. Yeah, but yeah I agree. Here, yeah, I, I didn't it, hate I mean, it. It, it doesn't hold up at all. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it looks like a, just like Joe said, a Gerardo Rivera, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Al Capone's thing. It, that's what it looks like. But back, if you if you take all that away, just put it in. You're you're in. London or Britain and you're watching this and you're coming in a little bit later as a lot of people did they had over 20 to 30,000 people call in jamming the lines now the the answering machine the recording says do not be alarmed it's fine this is just it's just a show it's all fake but the lines are jammed and so people are calling is going hey I saw you know, Mr. Pipes or whatever, you know, this figure in there and they're trying to call and the lines are busy. So they're starting to become like a panic. That's really fucking cool that this actually yeah. happened. That's really cool. So it was a, it was a success back in 1992. Not so much now, but knowing more of the stories that were going on. I mean, this gave kids PTSD and <laughs> it did. And yeah. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. That's great that. Screw up those kids. Absolutely. Um, well, I wouldn't go that far because there was some kid that committed suicide five days later and oh. the parents blamed it on the show. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's entertainment for you. Oh, <laughs> did not know that. Um, bumpers, bumpers galore here. Yeah. Um, Oops. Um, yeah, I miss you guys. Th- throughout throughout the whole show, throughout the whole like film, whatever you call it, um, they kept touching their ear, and I never noticed the earpiece until like at the end of the film. So I had a notes going, "Why are they touching the ear? I can't see any earpiece in there." So I just going, you know, did they not have a budget for the earpiece? But 
apparently did it. I saw it at the end. They had that little ribbon earpiece yeah. through the back. Um, and uh, yeah, another note was the annoying reporter Craig is uh, is a comedic actor from uh, the popular comedy show uh, Red Dwarf. He was he reminded me of uh, uh, Peels. Keegan uh, Peels or Peels, Jordan Peels. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of looked like him. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but yeah, but no, I mean, did, for what they accomplished, uh, you know, accomplished, I, I, you know, back in the day, I mean, it, it, it worked. It worked. So unfortunately, a child died. So that's great. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, that was fun. Okay. So, <laughs> I guess we're at the last bill. Uh, now, when a stranger calls came out in i believe 1979 it was it's 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 one of those movies now this is another movie we're doing obviously uh, it had this amazing beginning brilliant mm-hmm. bit that scream basically said hey we want to do that yeah and a great ending and in the middle kind of a it's over I, I like the movie a lot i like when the stranger calls a lot but I can see the because it becomes like a detective story in a weird kind of because of the killer's perspective. Yeah. Now, in 1993, uh, the same director, uh, his name is I'm looking him up. Fred Dalton, Walt, Fred Walton, I can't talk, made a sequel. And it's when a stranger calls back and it, he got Carol Kane back. He got Charles Durning back and he featured of the, the very lovely, except for her hair in this movie, uh, Jill Sholin, who we've seen in popcorn and we've seen in the stepfather, really wonderful actress. And, uh, he made a pretty goddamn good sequel. I, I actually like this film in a way. I think it's a little better than the original because I do. I think it holds the fear a little bit better. I love the beginning. It's a little goofy on some levels and in, but, I don't know, man. I was I like this one. I think it's a solid slasher, and especially for a straight to cable uh, sequel to a old sla- old horror movie from the seventies. So, um, well, Mark, let's do you first. Um, I mean, basically, when a stranger calls, it's a great little short story. It's and that's basically the only good thing in both of those movies is when a stranger calls back. It's the first twenty minutes. It's phenomenal. Then it goes to shit because it turns into a detective story. And then you get a little bit of a great ending at the end of that film. You get to uh, when a stranger calls back the first 20 minutes. Phenomenal. I I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, Just with, you know, my car broke down, you know, the talking between the doors, Mm -hmm. the music in it was very good. Um, and she's the, good, by the way. Jill Sholin is really good at that. Yeah, she's very good. Uh, reminding me of Scream. Um, you know, it, yeah. even like some of the music reminded me of Scream. Um, it's the first twenty minutes is great. Then it just goes to shit. It, it, the movie goes all over the place. It becomes a detective uh, story. You know, with Charles Durning, um, um, Jill. Uh, from the last movie, you know, she she knows Kung Fu, you know, now she's like a cop or detective or something like that, like Charles Durning. Well, she doesn't know Kung Fu. She knows self-defense, which self-defense. Would make sense considering what happened in the last film, though, to be fair. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. It just, believe, isn't com- she like a guidance counselor? Yeah, yeah. something like that. 
Uh, you, I feel like that's the oh, that's right, that's, that's right. Standard Shinji. training for guidance counselors is to right. kung fu. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, it just gets all over the place. Um, I have an issue at the end, but I know I th- I believe you guys have an issue at the end too. I'll let you guys talk about it, but it's about painting. Um, I'll let you guys get into that. Um, not my favorite. Um, just Charles Durning, just, I love him in Tootsie. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just not my favorite out of this group. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Joe, let's well, actually, Joe, we did you first last time. Let's start with Matt. I think. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, this one, I, I love, I liked the first, the first 20 minutes. I didn't like, I didn't like the first 20 minutes as much as the first 20 minutes of, or half hour, whatever it is of, uh, the first movie when a stranger calls <clears throat> that I think is like a masterpiece of tension. If it, if it was just a yeah. short film, it would be a yeah. perfect short film. Uh, of course, sure. you know, we probably wouldn't have seen it if it was only a short film. Um, but, but it's, it's, it, you know, that was amazing. And then, you know, I, I know it kind of goes off the rails a little bit in the second act, but I kind of like the dirty griminess of it. And it's just kind of a sleazy there in the second act. I, I don't yeah. love the first movie, but I, I, I do, I did appreciate it. And I kind of got what he was going for there with the showing everything like to, doing a complete switcheroo. Yeah. Showing everything from the killer's point of view and, and then the detective story. It didn't completely work for me, but I, but I, I kind of liked it in a way. Um, and I love old seventies grimy city, a uh, grimy mm-hmm. New York city. I love that. Um, but this movie, I, I liked the first 20 minutes a lot. I did think they did a pretty good job with the tension, even though I didn't quite, you know, it kind of ruins the name of the movie when, when he's not calling his, his, well, we didn't call that once, maybe. Well, yeah, maybe. maybe right, but but you know, it's not it's not the same as it's more like when a stranger comes shows up at your door. Um, but uh, I, you know, but even so, there there was good tension. It was interesting. I'm not quite sure I bought how he got into the house like that, you know, so quickly. Um, and of course, the explanation is, of course, this may sound crazy, but. We're looking for a ventriloquist. <laughs> that was yeah. the funny. I like laughed out loud, and from then I just couldn't take the movie seriously. It was like, oh come on, it's not like somebody can throw ventriloquists don't throw their voices to make it sound like it's coming from a different spot than it actually is um, through that, walls. Yeah, through exactly. Walls. They they this you know was really good. Come on, guys, he's really talented. Right, exactly. Um, but <laughs> it, it's sort of a you know, Scooby-Doo explanation for, for something, you know, ventri- the yeah. ventriloquist did it. Oh, of course they can make their voice sound like it's coming from anywhere. Um, but, uh, and then, and then the detective, so then the, the detective stuff, I, th- I thought just kind of went in and out, but, uh, I love Charles Durning. I think he's fantastic. Uh, Carol yeah. Kane, I, I, you know, her part of it and the kick-ass part of it and all of that, I, I could see where he's going. I guess it's that sort of Laurie Strode's going to become a kick-ass person sort of thing. I guess, but uh, and there, you know, definitely it has the same sort of themes as 2018 Halloween—the idea of grief and 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 getting over trauma. 
but mm-hmm. um, it didn't always it didn't quite work for me. Um, I would say though, I liked it. Uh, this might be my second favorite of the batch. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it, man. Uh, Joe. I have questions. Okay. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this movie starts off and Julia is a last minute hire for the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. They're like, thank you for doing this last minute. Okay. So how does William Landis know this? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand how to put all these puzzle pieces together. Mm-hmm. He just, if he was stalking her, how did he know that she was going to be there that night? If she's random and he just happens upon this situation and sneaks into this house, why the obsession then? Why continue this on five years yeah. later? Yeah. I may have an answer. I mean, okay. He kind of went for the kids. Like he's, he's targeting the kids. He wasn't targeting her. He's targeting the kids. Cause he, he knew. Yeah, Cause I do notice that they, so the parents are gone. So, okay. Then if he's after the kids, then why pursue the babysitter five years later? God, just cause he's a crazy guy. <laughs> that, I, that, that I can't have. Boy, is he right. Um, yeah, the whole motivation of all of this just seems rather convoluted. I don't. Um, Weren't the kids missing too? The yeah, the kids. The kids, the kids were, were never recovered. Yeah, never, yeah. They they, they never say if they're they alive or anything. I think they mentioned that they found they may have been found because they no they mentioned a line that uh, the kids had died. His kids had died. Someone says, "Oh, he had a couple kids and they died." So, oh, yeah, because yeah, so he took them and kept. Weird. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. He did. Oh, okay. Yeah. But in the sad. first movie, it's the same thing. Like, the I think, mm-hmm. didn't the kids get killed or did they get. Yo, yeah, with his hands. Killed. That's right. Yeah, with yeah, his yeah, hands. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm. Yeah, I, I agree. Her hair was terrible in the first scene. And then we skipped five years later and her hair got worse. Oh, I liked and her I hair. Kept, I liked her hair. I kept hoping terrible. that when somebody, she would wake up in the morning and the window would be open. I was kind of hoping that at some point in time, somebody would sneak in and fix her hairdo fucking while mullet. she was asleep. What yeah, was, what was wrong was with her terrible. hair at the beginning? Dude, that was the 90s haircut. Just, yeah. The, the beginning um, was okay, but like she 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 was treading on Indigo to girls after that. That was a little. In, I, uh, it, it, yeah. it was horrendous it was afterwards. <laughs> it was a wig. It had to have been a wig. Yeah, it had to be. Had to be. Had to be. Um, the I'm trying to think of the part to talk about next because there's <laughs> so many things to pick at at this uh, film. Um, the ventriloquist act. I I didn't understand. That's not cool. Blackface is not cool. Um, yeah. well, I don't know. I don't know if it was yeah. blackface. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that meant was, to be blackface. No, I know it was he a was Japanese to, yeah. thing. Yeah, I get and it. And he was I supposed was to be in the shadows, there. right, or something? Yeah. But, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it, the creepiest that, thing. Did you guys notice at the beginning when it said the warnings? Oh, smoking, violence, blackface. Oh, really? Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. that wasn't uh, blackface, though. I know, that wasn't blackface, though. Well, it wasn't. No, but, I know. I, mean, I agree. But it wasn't. It wasn't no, like a mammy kind I, of thing. It was. It was, was just he was being the shadows. I saw it when they said that. I was like, it doesn't. Have, he's yeah. painted. He painted. I yeah. Was like, yeah. Well, that makes no sense. But but it's TV. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. I'll, uh, you know. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I don't even understand on that first night her motivation. Why lie about not calling the auto club? 
Like if you're because oh, yeah. somebody knocked on your door and you don't want to let them in, well, that's fine. But if your phone is legitimately dead, because you don't want to let them know that you exactly. don't know you don't exactly. want to right, but She's you don't have to house. say the phone is there. You can say, "I'm sorry, I can't call right now." Go try the neighbors. No, she, I, I can see why she did that. Yeah, I, I can't. Too. I mean, I wouldn't want to tell the guy that the phone's dead. Right. Yeah. I get that, yeah. but I wouldn't say I called them. I would say I am unable to at this or time. Or it's not going through. Yeah. Or but then, but then yeah, lines busy. Around. Anything. Then he's goes to road. Can you call now? Can you call now? Can you call now? Yeah. I, yeah. I think Seriously, she made the right yeah. call. I, I think she made the right call on a lot of decisions uh, at the beginning of uh, that movie. Uh, there is one that I didn't care. Normally, I'm the biggest. I'm the first one to jump in the pool and say, you know what? You should get a gun. She should not. Because <laughs> she's, uh, no pun intended, a loose cannon. The last thing you want to do if somebody's opening up your windows in the middle of the night is take your revolver and leave it on the kitchen table. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to be there the next day. Yeah. Um, well, I think that was also it was interesting. It was an interesting statement on gun use because, you know, they're always like, "Oh, a gun will be safe." No, the gun shoots. You know, they, right? It doesn't say but at yeah. all. Either of them. Nope. So, I, I, Not I the answer to this problem. Statement. It was like a mixed little. Yeah, guns are good if you know what the fuck you're doing. Right. right. Yeah. And and Carol Kane clearly does, but mm-hmm. yeah, Jill not so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, I think the most puzzling thing about this film is the motivation of uh, William Landis. I I didn't get the creepiest thing by far, hands down, my opinion, that mannequin the, or the the dummy, the faceless oh, ventriloquist oh, yeah. dummy. That, that was very that creepy. Was just, yeah. just a round face. Yeah. There's no eyes, yeah, no cool. nose, no mouth, no nothing. We, that need was, get, we need to get you a dummy for Christmas or something. Yeah, if that thing was like in my room and came up to life and started stalking me, that would have been a much better movie. But um, yeah, so that was that was it. That's all I got. Well, here's another thing: is why why did she shoot herself in the head? Now, did she shoot then, herself in the head, or no, was it the guy? He killed. He killed. He did it. No, no, I don't think he, he did, did no. because then why didn't he show yeah. up at the hospital? Yeah, and he's like punching her stomach because he was, he was pissed her. off. He was playing with her. Body. I think he was pissed off because she no, shot no, no, herself, no, no. No, he, and he, he was like, "You're my play no. toy," and he's like hitting her. No, he 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 was playing with her. He was playing with her, and he shot her. He shot her in a way that he knew she wouldn't die of, or he or it was a mistake. Well, they didn't they didn't explain that in the film, though, James. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. But that was the only thing they did. We're 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 discussing. (laughs) Oh, I wish we knew about we 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 knew he had a better reason. Michael Myers. We're complaining that he had too much of a reason. He's a psychopath. This guy's a psychopath. Mm -hmm. That's what it's. That's I'm always like on the fence on when. Yeah, I get it. We want a reason. We want to know why they're doing it. But a lot of times, like I felt with this guy, just insane. Yeah, just insane. I, I didn't. I didn't get I that didn't at all. A, a motive on this guy because he was just. Yeah, I didn't need a, I don't need a motive insane. on him either. Yeah, I don't. And I don't believe he's just like this insane guy. I mean, he's he's you know. I think he's Julia's brother. I well, I mean, I mean, right. Michael, we don't find that out. Michael Myers is evil. I mean, that's what was so cool about Michael Myers. This guy, I oh, mean, this he's guy. this is this guy. Going. This guy was pretty evil to me. Yeah, I don't pretty think evil. so. I don't pretty think evil. so. Playing with a woman in the hospital, or what mom. was his motive, anyways? Like following her for five years. Know. I mean, he had no money, anyways. It's like we what just is- explained he doesn't need a motive. He doesn't yeah. Need money. 
He's a he's a sicko. It's a little it's a little it's a little iffy on that. Well, that's it, I guess. Yeah, for TV that is jail part two. Yeah, that is. Wait, did you? It. I can't wait. Right. You can't wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have some good ones for the next one, guys. There's mm. tons of these. So are we, we are we doing TV uh, uh, terrors again, James? Oh hell yeah, I'm doing TV. Terrors I'm down again. for it because I I had a good time. The second channel. Woo! The second channel. Cham- Change the channel. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Here's the deal, guys. Next time I do TV terrors, I will find a TV movie that is a little bit more modern and a little, you know, scary. A little scary. A little maybe even good. Maybe good. Maybe. All right. Maybe good? Maybe. No guarantee. Trying to think of one. Yeah, I don't know many. Um, well, there's one that I, I, I teased Mark about that I'm definitely putting on. So. Stephen King's It? No, we're not. No, doing we're, we're, we're we're never gonna do it, yeah. ever. Oh my goodness! What's here, oh, we have been joined oh! by a special guest. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this next dressed up. This next uh, episode is Mark. Pas- Hold on, this is Mark Piscati's pick, and yeah. uh, Mark, super fan. Uh, you have, why, why do we have this, uh, uh, we have super or not super fan, but we have friend of the show, Brian here with us. Right what, what's going on, Mark? Hey, Tell us. Okay. Well, well, I, I was talking to Brian. I was going, I, you know, I, I need to do a pick. I'm thinking of a pick and I'm thinking, you know what we should do? We should do a Corey Haim horror picks. And Brian, and Brian talked you out it, of it. Brian says it, 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 it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm taking Thanks, over the show. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> love, you, love you so Excellent. much right now. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Thank you for saving start, us. Brian. Yes. Yeah. So, oh so is this uh, technically this is Brian's pick? Yeah, yeah th- I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's Mark's, guess, but yeah. but, <laughs> but Brian is announcing Mark's the pick. Is that I guess that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay, so Brian, yeah. what what is uh, what is Mark picking this next week? <laughs> he needs a little hand holding, I guess. So, yeah, go ahead. yeah. Oh, I help for yeah. sure. Just some, for some, some of his some of his previous picks. He needs some help. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so for this topic, I'm going to call it a uh, trucker bomb. Uh, if you don't know what trucker bomb is, Google it and you'll I, see what I do. trucker bomb is. Joe, what is I, trucker bomb? Trucker bomb is when they, the truckers, the long haulers, when they pee into a bottle or worse, and then they chuck it out the window while they're driving because they can't stop. They got to make it to Manhattan by dawn or wherever they're driving. <laughs> exactly. So these are all movies that have to deal these with. These are all the, bottles of piss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scary bottles of piss. No, um, all mm. horror movies that deal with uh, truckers or have truckers in them um, regarding horror movies. Nice. Love it. So, all right. Love it. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of these have been covered since I've been a listener. So I'll start off with, um, we'll start with 2001's Joyride um, with Paul Walker. Rip yes. And, you know, um, everybody knows that movie or should know that movie. You can get He's it on, on, baby. Yeah, exactly. And you can get it on Prime. Uh, I believe it is to rent. I looked everywhere. You can't get it anywhere else other than Prime to rent. Okay. Um, Followed by that would be 2010's Roadkill. Um, That is on Tubi. So I looked this one up. I'm not, I don't have high hopes for it. (laughs) Got a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes, but. Saying it was on Tubi kind of says plenty right there. Exactly. (laughs) I can't, you know, we'll see. Um, 
Next would be 2017's The Ice Cream Truck. That is on Tubi. <laughs> hey, this one, this one got a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. So wow. there's some hope for this okay. one. Um, then next would be 1971 Steven Spielberg's Duel. Hell yeah. Um, that is on Amazon Prime. And then finally, a movie I watched growing up. 1986's uh, Maximum Overdrive. Yes. All right. All right. (laughs) All right. Good. You know what? Those are those are my picks, and hoping I can can't wait to see the Joker's face again in that big truck on Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is already better than any pick Mark has done in like the last year and a half. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is a huge improvement. Normally, Mark, we have no Mark, you should have uh, someone pick for you all the yeah, time. We you want to join? What are you talking I mean, about? I've had some great picks. What about the underwater horror? That was great. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's the crickets noise? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. Uh, all right, that's on Matt. <laughs> Matt, Brian apparently is better at the job than you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. We're going to watch that film. I know. Yeah, we got to do that sometime. Uh, well, what was that? Are, food for the gods. Food for the gods yeah. too. Oh man. Yeah, but it's not. I don't think it's available anywhere. Last time Still I was hungry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess that sounds like some good picks there. I'm, I'm really excited. And you, thank you, Brian, because you are not just a fan of the show. You are a friend of the show and a bigger friend of the show now because you saved us from a Mark pick. So, uh, I'm, 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 and he gets bonus points for wearing the pigs in a blanket shirt. Yeah, he's got the pigs in a blanket shirt. Exactly. Nice. Yes, sir. I love it. Oh, Mark. I just noticed Mark had it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Almost all of us. I'm sure have all of us. Fucking James. I know. Fucking James doesn't represent. Come on, man. I look hot. Come on, James. I I think there's there's more skin there than shirt. Like the. He's got the. Maybe if we started making Cinescare tank tops. Yeah, maybe. Jimmy, yeah. But one. if you yeah. make a Cinescare tank like this with the drop, I am so there. I will. Yes. Okay. Don't we have those? Drop well, arms? I doubt look. you do. I'll have to check the stuff. It looks like you you're wearing to. like a, a, a cooking apron and that's it. No, like, I don't know what, what is going on. No, he's the got pants. What the fuck on. is yeah. going on there? I don't know. It's really for working out. Extra ventilation. James, thanks. We all got free tickets to the gun show. Joe, we need yeah. a we need a no nipple policy on our show from now on. Can we please? Don't do it. Oh, 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 no, fucking did it. No, no. You might as well just oh. fucking talk about fucking feet. He's going to show his feet. God, oh, oh. Jesus Christ. Oh. Matt, I know this is going to sound strange. Yeah. Take it off, man. I mean, <laughs> but I think what we're looking for is a ventriloquist. We are... <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this time. Uh, please go to www.sinister. Please, please go to www.sendiscarehorror.com and buy our merchandise. Go to www.theoblongboxshop.com and look for. My sister-in-law, Danielle Von Fitch's uh, newest line of horror clothing that is already out. And then be looking on the lookout for her slasher. I don't know if she's that's what she's calling it. But there, she has a whole line of T-shirts and sweatshirts that are, that are going to be have the flavor of Haddonfield, Crystal Lake, and, and other 
things as well. I can't remember what all of them are. I do know that there's a Crystal Lake lifeguard shirt coming out. There's a Haddonfield garage shirt going out, coming out. And uh, all of those are going to be super cool. And she just. She's slashing prices. She, said she might be slashing prices. Slashing prices. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, I guess that's it. So we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Night. This gave kids PTSD. That's that's phenomenal. That's great. That screw up those kids. Absolutely.